Hi, this is Bailey Curry. Dallin Bestwick here. Brennan Gaunt here, former driver number 62. This is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Rafael Sard. Quick Pick Podcast. It's not that tough. Connor, Ethan, Quick Pick Podcast. You're listening to it. Everybody tune in. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined by Connor once again this week. Boy, these boring, uneventful races just, we've had a string of them where nothing's happened. There's been no drama. Um, it's been, it's been a, it's been a slog the last two weeks. I tell you, it's been, it's been hard to stay, um, engaged in the sport of NASCAR. I, I don't know what to do with myself, Connor. Yeah, me either. Just boring finishes. There's no, no post-race crashes, no post-race fights, nothing like that that would, would draw more interest in. But, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a boring couple of weeks here, hasn't it? I know. I know. You know, it's not boring. SpoilerDieCast.com, your place for the latest and greatest NASCAR next-gen diecast. Are we still calling it the next-gen? Or is it the current gen now because we're a year and a half into it? Like, what? what's what's the plan for this? Can we call them next gen or should it be should it be gen seven now? Uh, I think you st- I think next gen until after year two. Next gen until after uh, that, that's a good point. All right. 2023 next gen diecast starting to roll into spoilerdiecast.com and you can get a special discount when you use the code promo code QuickPit. That's all caps, no spaces. QuickPit helps us out, helps you out 20 on any order, $20 or more, free shipping, special offers, and more. Spoiler diecast has all the diecasts you could ever want, which is a problem for me, um, on their website, as well as go check out Washington on the Daily as the Washington Commanders have finally been sold. Check out his coverage over there. Connor loves this um, on Instagram and Twitter, Washington WSH on the Daily and 213simware.com, which you will hear at the end of the show. And this show is brought to you by the Variety Sports Network at VSN on Twitter and on YouTube. Check out all their other great podcasts on there. All right. Connor, thoughts immediately about Darlington on Sunday before we dig into the results and the drama that happened at the end, as it seems it always does now. Well, as you said there, if you guys couldn't pick up our sarcasm in the first little part there, um, yeah, these last two weeks have been very eventful with lots of drama. Really surrounding by Ross Chastain, which we'll get into in a second. But I do want to hit on first. NASCAR did a great, great job. As you guys know, going into the weekend, this was the top 75. They were announced the next 25 drivers that have been added. I think every single one of them was in attendance or at the track that weekend. I think all the living ones were there, yes. Yeah. So uh, that was super cool. Super cool to see some of those clips of the curtain being dropped. You saw the, the picture with all of them in there. It was a great, great weekend. Stanford looked packed, too. Um, which is awesome to have all those fans come out supporting. And the racing didn't disappoint. Uh, the racing was very, very good. Uh, the ending was even better. Um, two great weeks with two great endings, hitting back-to-back for, for us lucky fans. So, um, yeah, I, th- I thought NASCAR did really, really good with uh, the whole pre-race festivities. The whole weekend was an absolute success. I'm very, very, very proud of NASCAR that they didn't uh, mess, something, mess something up like this because they needed to get this right. It was a big, big weekend in the sport, big moment for the sport, and and they nailed it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love the trailer for the command with all the drivers on it. That was really cool. I know you were working, so I don't know if you saw it, but they had a flatbed trailer with every driver they could get there. Uh, the Fox Sports booth was good with the throwback drivers. Carl Edwards especially did a fantastic job in stage two. I really liked uh, hearing from him again. I don't know how. Him, Edwards, and Kane looked like they could easily strap into a race car and go wheel it to a top five still. Um, they both look like they're in excellent, excellent shape. Um, but yeah, I would agree. They did it well. They did it right. All the pictures were really cool. All the throwback race cars were really cool. Um, it's neat how this spring race is kind of developing its own identity at Darlington as the throwback race um, and, and kind of separating from the Southern 500, which sometimes I wish they were all one. But uh, this year especially, it was nice. A great way to to honor the sports past and the history as we head into the North Wilkesboro weekend as well. We're really in a in a classic NASCAR portion of the schedule where we've got Darlington, Wilkesboro, and Charlotte the, the three weeks in a row. Yeah, it's it's a great time to be a racing fan, uh, especially with some big races uh, coming up in two weekends. Which one will be there with the Indy Five Hundred? It, but it's a great, it's a great, great time to be a NASCAR fan. Three big kind of iconic races coming up. Well, one just happened, but as you said, I I believe this was like success, successful weekend from NASCAR's side, Fox's side. Um, I love how they put people in the booth because it one super cool to hear from those guys. It was super cool. Uh, I I got to I kind of watched uh, starting midway through this, uh, stage two. I was busy the first half of the race, but uh, super cool hearing from Edwards. Um, and what it does do, it keeps Clint Boyer silent. So uh, th- that 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 well, it, it's a big success. You know what I noticed is that Clint is a lot better when you put someone he obviously respects in the booth. He won't talk over you as much. So you know, you remember when we had Danica in, Danica in? He's talking over her the whole time. Versus like Dover with Rusty Wallace uh, last week with Larry Mack. This week. With um or not uh Larry Mack wasn't last week. It was Kurt Busch last week, and then Carl Edwards, Richard Petty, and Bill Elliott, especially. You know, you respect those guys, and you can tell. You could really tell. But yeah, just a great weekend overall. Good racing, uh, for the most part. I mean, it wasn't crazy like the week before, but still a, a really solid, enjoyable race. I wasn't bored watching it. Uh, you had different leaders. You had. Uh, a little bit of pitch strategy. You had comers and goers. You had some some good side by side racing, especially once the tires wore out. And Darlington always tends to put on a pretty decent show. Um, but and then the, the ending was just chaos. Um, but you know you had a little bit of everything and uh, pretty pretty good race weekend overall. Absolutely, and yeah, that ending was chaos. But uh, doing again to the top ten here before we kind of talk about that uh, one heck of a crazy ending because that had a. Uh... That everything a uh, racing fan, racing fan would want to see in that in an ending like that. Yeah, and we've got a bit of a weird top ten here, starting with Chris Busher. Another top ten for him is fifth on the year. Uh, he maintains his position within the playoff standings at the moment. Uh, him and his teammate Brad Keselowski are really putting together a great season. You know, with how Ford has struggled, you can make an argument that they are the best, most consistent Ford team. Because both drivers are performing at a pretty good level, uh, whereas the other top four teams have one or two drivers racing well, and the rest are out to lunch. 
Um, I, I have been really impressed by Chris Busher. He sneaks in a top 10 here, keeps his solid momentum going. Um, I, I, good, good run for Chris. Absolutely. That, that team is actually really coming along. RFK is even a big step with Brad Kozlowski in another top five this weekend, which we'll talk they about. They haven't. Okay. This is wild. They haven't finished outside the top 20 since Richmond. Yeah, that, that will play. That will play. Coming home in ninth is Ryan Blaney. He finished in eighth in stage two, got some stage points in there. Qualified 11th. He was solid all day. Uh, took advantage of some late race uh, cautions there with Rex to get himself a top 10 and a uh, much needed top 10 for Ford. Ford had a very, very, very good weekend, I would say. Well, they were pretty bad all day. They salvaged it at the end by surviving, but they were not fast. I mean, typically, throughout most of the early parts of the race, their fastest car was running in seventh. That's not very good. Ford still, I would say Ford is still struggling a good deal. Justin Haley seems to like to pop up in eighth place every three weeks. Um, I was really surprised to see him on the rundown, although not as surprising as another guy here in a minute. But uh, third top ten on the year for him, I think. Um, Keeps uh, grinding away. He moves up to... Um, 24th in points, pretty good. He's not terribly far out of the playoff hunt, uh, about 50 points out. That's that's able to be made up with a, a, a good run and, and just overall impressive growth and development for Haley here. Absolutely, that young, young guy there, young team there. And if they can just continue to keep growing, they will be very successful down the road. Coming home in seventh is a veteran of the sport. Another Chevy with our RCR and Kyle Bush. He finishes seventh. He he got a, a ton of stage points. He finished second in stage two. So Kyle Bush, another solid day for him. Another solid day for that team. And he has two wins, so keeps piling on those points. He's he's well on his way to a deep playoff run. He is uh, currently eleventh in points, which is pretty solid for him. Coming home in sixth place. How about this, Harrison Burton? Not only did he sneak up here, but he ran in the top 10, top 15 all day long. A very impressive run. He definitely needed that. I had a very tough track like Darlington as well. Uh, get right race possibly for Harris Bur- Harrison Burton and the 21 team. Maybe we can expect to see some more solid runs coming from him soon. I hope so. His his career has not gone off to the right foot, it seems like. But he's 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 a very good driver. He's a young driver. And I think he has a very bright future ahead of him. And as those final laps, those cautions were hitting, I was looking at the 21 car saying six, fifth or sixth place at the final restart. I was like, Darlington throwback, 21 Wood Brothers victory lane at Darlington on throwback. That would have been so cool. NASCAR 75, but doesn't happen. But yeah, Burton, as you said, a very good run for him. Top 10 on the year. Coming up in fifth, starting off your top five from the outside pole, uh, Bubba Wallace finishes, finishes fifth. He was the only Toyota that finished inside the top 10, uh, which was kind of surprising after uh, uh, Toyota was very, 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 very good this weekend. But uh, that's what happens when you have late race cautions that that take out take out some of your cars. But Bubba Wallace, top five finish. Absolutely. That's two top fives in a row. Really good streak going for Bubba. Coming home in fourth is Brad Kozlowski, third top five on the year, which is already more than he had in all of last season. And uh, he is, uh, I, I've been really impressed with him recently. He's on a good run. Him and Chris Bush are both 
uh, have had a very, very solid season. He moves up to ninth in the point standings. Um, like Chris Buescher, it's been a while since he had a bad finish. I've been really, really impressed with how he's run this year, and RFK is absolutely trending in the right direction. That is for sure. Coming up in third is Chase Elliott. Started 21st, and he really came out of nowhere. It feels like he got a top three finish. Was not a top five car, um, right, Ethan? I would be pretty sure on that one. Uh, yeah, he so, was slow. Yeah, he was he was not very good. But to salvage a top 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 five, even a top ten with a three top three finish like that, that's really really good. Very very veteran, like to get a car that was not a top three car, but finish it kind of like Joey Logano has been doing. Joey Logano got caught up in a wreck, but uh, he was also uh, saving his day. But Chase Elliott, top three finish. Yeah, absolutely. Coming home in seconds, talking of someone who probably shouldn't have been there on speed, but uh, definitely survived the wrecks at the end and, and snuck up there. Kevin Harvick, second place finish, had a chance at the win late, but ultimately was unable to pull it off. Um, he led five laps, good points day, got stage points throughout the afternoon, but uh, second place finish. I think he's going to sneak a win in at some point this year. Um, and that'll be really cool to see. Not this time at Darlington, but definitely that team seemed to have been scuffling a little bit. So uh, good good on them to get uh, some momentum building with a solid run. Absolutely. And your race winner at Darlington, number three on the year, William Byron gets it done. Kind of got, kind of was given to him, I guess you could say, um, because after after the wreck that took out Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson, which we'll talk about here in a second, there really wasn't anybody else that had the speed uh, that could go get William, who was on the who was on the front row for that restart. But William Byron, right place, right time, gets it done. Was so close, so so close last year. This year he finishes the job and gets his third win on the season. And he's going to need all these wins because as uh, I think it was a five point playoff uh, penalty that that happened a couple weeks ago um, that that took away those five playoff points. So he is uh, he. Going a very deep run. He's very streaky, I guess you could say. But he was uh, coming on strong the last couple of weeks. Had a couple of top fives, and I, I said, he he looks like he could go back and finally get a win that's not two in a row or very close to each other beginning the season. He gets it done. Third win on the season. Well, it's funny because both Byron and Larson, it feels this year, have been up front pretty much every race, and both of them, it feels like there are multiple races they could have won, and they didn't. So. Uh, I think Byron's probably been the best car, most consistent car. He's uh, second in the series um, in top tens, tied with Ryan Blaney, one behind Christopher Bell. He's got seven of those. Um, And he leads the series in top fives and also in laps led. Um, Not an average finish, but he's been really, really, really good. Uh, Excuse me. Had to yawn. Guess I'm more tired than I thought. Uh, but uh, you know, he's been he's been really good this year. He's been a factor. And I think if you're looking at early championship four uh predictions, I think you'd have him in your championship four at this point. And uh this is definitely it feels like every year we start asking, is this the Byron breakout season? Is this the Byron breakout season? I think this is the Byron breakout season because um in a couple, you know, we get later in the summer, he could easily have four, five, six wins total and really start building that case for him to be a serious championship threat. Yeah, he he it's definitely could be a tier. And 
But I think it's so important. How are you going into the playoffs? Are you hot? Are you cold? Have you got a couple top fives going into the playoffs? I think that could honestly decide if he goes on a deep playoff run. So, um, yeah, these wins are great, but I want to see him carry all this momentum throughout the year and into the playoffs. And if he has momentum and he's hot into the playoffs, good luck stopping that 24 team. They, they could very easily go win the championship. Absolutely. Now, um, before we get any further, what was your favorite throwback this weekend? What was what, what do you think looked the best on the track? I love Chase Elliott's red. I I you know, I thought it was super cool, super slick. I the the nine kind of with the with the spikes out the back. I, I that was probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing. The throwback to his dad, um, like the 2003 red Dodge Everham car that was that was pretty sharp i would have to agree with you um Corey LaJoy's look cool i did like that one with like the dice on it um i i also um i will say ross chastain's look cool the, the U, ups throwback it's always cool when they're able to get the original sponsor that they're throwing back to so having ups on the hood did look pretty pretty cool all right speaking of ross chastain that's a good segue Chastain, once again, is the center of attention for NASCAR as he makes contact with Kyle Larson, puts both of them in the wall, a late race restart, battling for the lead after multiple restarts in a row where the drivers um, made contact and traded um, close quarters racing, traded contact, traded uh, each of them, put each other in the wall. Larson or Chastain trying to get Larson back, drifts a little bit high. Doesn't give him enough space, turns himself off of Larson's nose and into the fence. Neither driver finished in the top 10 as a result. Connor, your thoughts? Uh, because uh, you're muted, by the way. Uh, your well, thoughts on Ross Chastain? I, it's like it's, uh, I'm at a loss for words. It's, it's, it's the same thing every week. He it's no respect. It's driving like you're the only one on the track. And finally, it feels like he finally did it. And he, he wasn't the one just running away uh, free. He uh, he was done. So I'm happy that he did it. And he finally got screwed over with it. He wrecked himself, too. Um, but, you know, if you watch the race, if you're tuning in throughout the weekend, the higher line was a dominant lane. You were going to pass the guy on the high lane. And when you're on the bottom lane, you're wearing out those tires. They're going to be shredded. And you just, it's the top lane's the best lane. And he was on the bottom, Larson was on the top. And when you run someone into the wall and you don't give them enough room, you can say you got loose all you want. But when you've done the same thing every week, it, you wrecked Larson two weeks ago with pushing a lapper because you were mad or whatever. You couldn't get around him and you wrecked Gregson because you pushed Gregson up into the wall for corner. And now you do the same thing with Larson. I mean, it's it's a joke. He's in just it's unbelievable that he keeps getting away with it. And finally, just happy they wrecked himself too. But three weeks in a row, he wrecks a Chevy Chevy driver, and uh, it's gonna someone's gonna someone's gonna make him because it, you can't like this. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable how you race with no respect. You do it every week. You throw people into the wall, and I'm just happy that he finally got finally took him out too because. Keeps getting away with it. No top five for Chastain. He's still the points leader, though, because he won won a stage and, and led laps uh, and, and was up front all day. I 
I've been enjoying this whole saga, honestly. I'm how, how can you enjoy the saga when he's wrecking people? Like he's wrecking someone each week. And it's I get it. Like if he bumps one out of the way, throws them up next to the wall, but is that a point where he's wrecking people? He's wrecking people. There's no respect factor. I don't care if he bump it. I will say that Dover incident bumping him. I, I don't know how like how much that bump was. I will say it was way too early for him to be bumping a lap car like that when he could just go to a different lane. There's also, for that, there was also some SMT data that showed the lap car checked up really early into the corner, so... I'll I'll let let that one slide, but the fact is, now he's just wrecking people. He started wrecking people. That was a wreck. That was no respect. I don't care if I slam you into the wall. I'm slamming you into the wall. And the saga's over. There was no saga to begin with. He's a wrecking ball. He wrecks people. He keeps wrecking, wrecking, wrecking people. And at some point, like there needs someone needs to step in from NASCAR on NASCAR side. It's like tell him you need to start racing with respect. There is how many other drivers in the field? Say forty. There's forty other drivers in the field that race their butts off, just like Ross Chastain does, but they race with respect, just like Gregson said a couple weeks ago. And the fact is that you race. I get you race your hard, and I'll respect you for racing hard. But when at the end of the race, or Whenever when you're racing someone and you don't want to race them and you just wreck them, yeah, it's you're you're done. From a NASCAR perspective, I don't think they're gonna do anything because this brings people in to watch. Okay. Chastain Chastain might be the best thing to happen to no, we don't know yet. But after last week when he was involved in the fight and, and kind of the at that point the culmination of the the drama surrounding him. You know, he was on the Pat McAfee show. I think he was mentioned on ESPN. He was all over the place. And and I don't think that's going to stop this week. So to his credit, he's bringing a lot of eyeballs to the sport. So in that sense, I am kind of enjoying it. And it's fun to have a villain. And, you know, I think he's becoming the villain. He just needs to embrace it a little bit more. And let, let's also not pretend that this has never happened before. You know, you had Brad Keselowski do stuff like this for a while. You had Joey Logano. Kyle Busch has had moments. So, I mean, those, look. Those aren't weekend and week out type deals. And you can say you're right. He's, he, you can say he's a villain all you want. But when he comes off the track, he's so nice and he acts like he was a mistake. Everything. Everything he said. I got loose. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Like, Blah, 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 blah. Makes an excuse up for everything. If he wants to be a villain, go for it. But then you just say, I don't know if any, I don't, you probably don't know. I don't know if anybody watches NBA. Dylan Brooks playoff was talking trash on LeBron James, the greatest basketball player, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, saying, I don't respect you till you give me 40 points. So he shows it on the court and also off the court. So if you want to be a villain, you have to race like a villain, which he does because he doesn't care about anybody or what anybody thinks. But when you take the helmet, as you said, I'm like the Logano uh, analogy last week. He's a different player, different guy with the helmet on. That's the same thing with Chastain. But if you want to be a villain, you have to be the same way off the track. And he's not. His post-race interview this weekend after the wreck was, I got loose, didn't mean it, just got tight, blah, blah, blah. And then when it's asking about what Larson thinks, he's like, I, like none of my business. Like, like cool as a bean, like so kind. Like you can't be a villain and be have two different opposites. So, I mean, I'm I'm fed up with him. I hope someone just wrecks him and whatever, and I hope he just gets a fine or so, NASCAR finds him or something just a little bit. To get stopped. 
I need one week where he doesn't wreck someone. What's he going to do in the All-Star race this weekend? Million dollars on the line. What's this guy going to do? Because he's going to go wreck someone for a million dollars and put them in the hospital or something like that. Watch it. All-Star race would be a good race for someone like Larson to get him back because there's no points on the line. Yeah, I mean, I would love for Larson to go in and just wreck him, or I would love for – well, Gregson's got to race his way in, but I, I would love if Gregson race his way in, and I would love for Gregson to go pay him back. Just, hey, a million dollars on line, you lose a million dollars. Who's the real winner here? Cool as a bean, you say. Just Where'd joke. that come from? Just a joke. Every year, every race, everything. Chastain, Chastain, Chastain. You know what Chastain hasn't done in a while? What? Win a race. So take that for what you will. He was going to win. He was in position to win. Has he won? Has he won? No, because he can't close. He just wrecks people. And when you wreck people, you don't win races. So he can keep wrecking people all he wants. Someone's going to pay him back, and and he won't win anything anytime soon. He hasn't won since Coda of last year. That's like – Talladega, that's well, still or spring Talladega. That's probably like top three or whatever. Uh, and drivers with the longest job or whatever that are actually like competitive and competitive cars. So, uh, it's it's ridiculous. He, he will, um, someone's gonna wreck him. It'll be great to see. And I, I will be cheering. You'll hear me cheering all the way around. Watch, watch, watch after Indy, we'll watch the 600 and someone wrecks Chastain. And I'm running out, of the, running out of the Airbnb, running around saying they finally did it. And uh, there will be a celebration uh, when that happens. Um, I might hear Connor's celebration all across the country. Yeah, I'm just so excited. Um, Someone's going to get him. Be the greatest day of my life. And uh, sometime uh, Chastain will learn from his actions. Hey, you win. You can shut people up, but can't do that. All right. Um, Let's let's get into – actually, now now that we wrap that up, um, I do want to shout out – uh, the World of Outlaws. I was there on Friday night at Williams Grove. I, I wish you could have been there, Connor. I was telling you, it was really, really neat. Um, NASCAR-type atmosphere, big crowd, uh, big big names. Racing was all right. Uh, what impressed me the most, though, was the fan area. The entire infield of a half-mile dirt track full of fan accommodations Food stands, merch stand. There were more merch trailers there than at a NASCAR race. Yeah, you showed me the pictures, and I was like, like, ugh. So um, you said they're going to be back this summer, right? There's another track close to us that will have them. Uh, it's actually the Wednesday before Pocono. So hey, I mean, why, why not go Wednesday and then Thursday we head up to Pocono? I mean, I can. Uh, that would work. Um, well, uh, I, I want to go now. I saw the pictures. I... I'm sad I missed it, but yeah, uh, it looks like a great, great event. Yeah, it's like just the simple things that they did right. Like hot dogs are a dollar fifty, three dollar hamburgers. Come on, like this is easy stuff to get right. the The naming sponsor for the World of Outlaws is Nos Energy Drink. You know what they were doing? They were giving them out like popcorn, free drinks, cheap food, lots of merch available. You can bring your lawn chair. You can bring a cooler in. We didn't bring it. We forgot both, but you you could bring a cooler full of drinks and a lawn chair and sit in the infield and watch from the infield. It's like, yes, I know some of this stuff NASCAR can't do, but I highly recommend go to your local, support your local tracks because a lot of them do the same thing, World of Outlaws or not. Like dirt tracks, paved tracks, support them. It's cheap. 
especially if you're younger, a lot of them have youth ticket prices or tickets were 15 bucks. Like this is the kind of thing support your grassroots racing. That's what I'm going to say. And props to world of outlaws and Williams Grove Speedway for, for the show they put on. So um, to conclude smooth move of the race, Connor or of the weekend, I guess uh, what, what pops out to you? Well, I mean, you, you think of smooth moves of the week and I was thinking like, you know, something that happened earlier, but like, I feel like the guys that had some, like some smooth moves just ended up in the wrecks at the end. So, um, Ethan, do you have one in mind? Well, you could say smooth move of the race to whoever put uh, Eric Jones's rear tire on, but <laughs> yeah, that too. That, that was, was that pretty was... smooth brained, maybe. <laughs> uh... I, I was, I, here's my smooth move of the week. Um, I'm going to give it to NASCAR just in general, because I, I think, I think they cop uh, out. Yeah. Well, you know what? They deserve some credit. I've, we've been so hard on NASCAR for commercializing their, you know, their fail to step up to the big, big time moments, big time events. And I think they did that. Um, crowd was amazing. Uh, the, the whole show for top 75 and you know what they deserve, they deserve so much credit. I mean, hats off to them. They, uh, they they aced they aced their top twenty five weekend throwback weekend at Darlington, and they need two more big ones this these next two weeks because you have two really really big races six hundred longest race of the year, um on a on a iconic iconic racing day in the motorsports motorsports the world and then you have uh, North Wilkesboro this weekend with the All Star race so yeah NASCAR got one down great job let's do two more yeah absolutely my real smooth move of the race I'm gonna give actually. To Ryan Newman, um, return this week to uh, the Cup Series in the ne- first time in a next-gen car. Didn't test or anything. 15 minutes of practice, excuse me, in a Rick Ware car. Qualifies at 26th. That's pretty impressive. I think uh, I heard that's the highest they've qualified when it's not a uh, SHR-alliance car. That's correct, yeah. His first time, his first time ever in the car. He did spin out during the race, but he finished 28th, only three laps down, which for Rick Ware is really good. Um, Stayed out of the way. uh, Was able to pilot the car to a decent finish, kept it clean. Uh, Pretty impressive for someone who's been out of the sport for almost two years. Uh, Rocket Man, still doing Rocket Man things. It was cool to see Newman back on the scoring pylon for the race. All right. Coming up next, news of the week. That's up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. You've made it to segment number two of this week's show. All by myself for the new segment this week, as we always do in segment number two. Connor's not here. There's not much news this week anyway, so we'll roll right through it and get you on to our North Wilkesboro preview. Big news that I've noticed popped up today, May 18th. Uh, just about two hours before this episode goes live. Casey Kane, 18-time winner, a member of 
NASCAR's top 75 drivers of all time. Casey Kane says he has considered a return to NASCAR, Jayski reported uh, this morning. He said, quote, I think it would be great to run a stock car again. Kane is now 43 years old. His last cup start was at Darlington Raceway Southern 500 in 2018, and he left the sport due to his health, due to health struggles. Um, and, and yeah, I think it would be great to see Casey came back if his health was good and if he could get in a good ride. Maybe the Trackhouse 91 is a good car to uh, look at, possibly, to, to see him return, return in. But, um, you know... We'll see. I hope I hope that he doesn't hurt himself more or make his health worse because that wouldn't be smart to come back. It would be only smart for him to come back if he could be competitive and uh, healthy. He's been racing the World of Outlaws the last two years, trying to run the full season, but he's had some pretty bad crashes that have caused him to miss a couple races at a time. He was not at Williams Grove when I went a couple weeks ago to watch. Last week, sorry. To watch the World of Outlaws. So I was hoping to see him there. But he wasn't. Um, so. If his health is good. Maybe he can put something together. And, and see if he can at least be competitive. Maybe run an Xfinity car. Or something like that. We shall see. We shall see. But uh, other news for the week. Some truck series teams. Were penalized for infractions for Darlington and Kansas. Uh, they penalized the 46 and 47 of G2G Racing. And uh, those were at Darlington. Driven by Brennan Poole and Dawson Cram. And for Kansas, the numbers 12 and 20 of Spencer Boyd and Nick Lights. For Young's Motorsports in uh, at Kansas. So four different cars. Um, due to violations with window nets being out of date. So it's a safety penalty. So each team, each of the four teams were lost 25 points and the crew chiefs were fined $5,000. G2G Racing has indicated that they intend to appeal the decision, appeal the penalty. Um, uh, NASCAR says that the, the, the window nets were uh, too many years out of date. They were two years out of date. And therefore, for, for fire safety reasons, apparently... So NASCAR is now fooling around with the, with the um, safety of these cars or trucks in this matter. G2G is appealing. So if they appeal and, and they win, then I guess NASCAR had it wrong. I, I feel like this would be pretty straightforward. Is this a model of window net that's within the year, year two year um, window of, of being safe? Is this window net older, old, too old or not? It's pretty simple. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see pretty soon if it was straightforward or not, but uh, just kind of interesting there. And then a couple uh, races for North Wilkesboro for the Cars Tour and the ASA uh, Super Late Model Tour, ASA Stars National Tour. Bubba Pollard uh, beat William Byron to win at North Wilkesboro on Wednesday night. That's in the ASA Tour. And Brendan Queen, who has multiple um, track championships at, at Langley Speedway, won at North Wilkesboro Wednesday night as well. Um, this in the Cars Late Model Stock Tour race, which Dale Jr. raced it. 
Yeah, in that race, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and Dale Jr. are all raced, as well as some other cup drivers. He beat them all, which is pretty pretty impressive. Maybe this guy should get a shot in a uh, stock car for uh, Junior or something of the like. So pretty cool to see these guys. Uh, even though with all the cup drivers invading their series this week at North Wilkesboro, two series regulars winning the race instead of a cup driver is pretty cool to see and shows the talent level of those series that these guys, your William Byrons, your Harvick's, your Kislowski's, Suarez and Chastain ran races. Some other guys as well, Josh Berry, all of them could not beat, could not beat the local guys, which is pretty dang cool to see. So, that is pretty much it for the news this week. I am very excited for Wilkesboro. You will hear Connor and I talking all about it in the next segment, but that'll do it for the news segment this week. Just a quick update. And uh, coming up next, segment three, 213, somewhere uh, race preview segment for North Wilkesboro. That's up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. You made it to the third and final segment on this week's show where we get to preview a racetrack we've never previewed before. A racetrack that hasn't been on the NASCAR circuit since the 1990s. And this is All-Star Weekend with a million dollars on the line. Before we begin this this segment, your race preview segment is brought to you by 213simware.com. Go over there, get all your sim-related stuff. They have everything you could think of. Um from mats, mouse pads, shirts, sweatshirts, whatever. Whatever you think you need uh, with your sim logo on, go over to them. Links, as always, are in the description below. But, Ethan, North Wilkesboro, we're back. This is – I never thought this would happen. Like, seriously, like, it's starting to sink in now. Now that, like, the track is done, they're putting pictures out and whatever. Like, this is so cool. It's – I, I can't believe it. I, I really can't fathom the fact that this is back because just about exactly three years ago, the final iRacing COVID thing happened at virtual North Wilkesboro. And I distinctly remember because Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer both raced and commentated in that iRacing thing. I remember them saying, it's really cool that we get to race this because it's never coming back. And Clint joking with Jeff about how, hey, Jeff, you've got money. You could buy this and fix it up. And Jeff was like, haha, no, it's never coming back. And it's back. Three years later, it's back after almost 30 years completely off the schedule. At least 20 years of that spent with weeds growing out of the grandstands and a tree in turn two. And it's back. With the original surface, with the original design, the nostalgia, it's been updated and upgraded for a Cup Series race. Listen, traffic's going to be a mess. This is not going to be a high-tech uh, venue. There, I'm, I'm sure people will complain about it, but let's just enjoy the fact that we will have Cup Series race cars on the track in a race on Sunday night. I, I cannot wait. I, I don't know how we're supposed to preview it, but I cannot wait for this event. When Dale Jr. and that whole crew bought that track, 
I stand by it or whatever. When Dale Jr. and that crew like stepped in and they were like gonna fix the chart, I still didn't believe it. I didn't believe that they were gonna actually still still come back. Not did I, and for sure didn't believe it would be this quickly. Like this process has like I remember when the schedule like a few weeks before the schedule came out on that podcast, we were like, "What are the chances North Wilkesboro is on the on on?" Because we heard rumblings of it, and we're like, "Not a chance, not this year." Maybe in 2024, but not a chance it's this year. It's this year, and it's in the all-star race for a million dollars on the line. Wow. What a job by everyone that was a part of that. Um, For one, getting this thing back into racing form, and two, not even having to repave it. I mean, I've seen pictures of it. I watched a nine-minute video NASCAR posted that I posted on the Instagram story about how it was back when they started racing with the elevator lift up on top of the – They still have that. It's the original lift. Yeah. The winner – it is original. It like they saved everything. Like there's no like, it's not like it's North Wilkesboro and then they redid everything. Like there was massive renovations. Of course there was renovations that are needed to be for safety and the grandstand and stuff like that, and for the cars to actually go around. But the important stuff, race surface, these cool stuff like the elevator lift for the cars to go up to Victory Lane, still there, and it is unbelievable. And the place can be sold out. We tried to get tickets, we weren't able to get in. Still a little mad about that, but as you said, traffic will be a nightmare, but let's just admire the fact that it's back, and it's back in 2023 when three years ago when COVID happened, there was not a chance they thought it would ever be back, and it's back three years later. Insane. Yeah. Shout out to the governor of North Carolina. He definitely helped with the the saving, with the racetrack um, funding program from the COVID package. I got to say, uh, props to him for that. Um one of the best things the government has done recently. <laughs> uh, and and really just, it's so impressive. I'm so excited to watch this thing uh, unfold. See this weekend, like we've said, there's going to be, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be pretty dang close. And I'm really excited to see what happens. I think they're already starting to talk, you know, they're saying the same thing they said last summer when they're like, oh, well, there's a possibility the door's still open. Last summer, they said the door's still open for it to return. This year, right now, you keep hearing things. The door's still open for a points race. Listen, I think, honestly, I think what we might see is um, a points race here next year and and some other throwback track for the All-Star race in 2024. I, I think I think we're moving towards a model where the All-Star race is used like we, we've started using the Clash as making it a destination special race you know just like major league baseball moves their all-star game around to iconic stadiums iconic cities for special events i think this is what nascar is moving towards and i would not be surprised at all if this weekend we get news that hey we're getting a points race at wilkesboro next year so i am really really excited and i'm really excited to 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 try and preview this connor as we keep um uh, lauding our praise on this how, how can we preview this? We have nobody in the field has raced a cup car at this track before. I think only Ryan Newman has and Josh Berry have raced anything at this racetrack, unless there's some other statistics I'm not aware of. But how are we supposed to preview this? Uh, simple answer, we can't. Um, Richard Petty has, was, has the most wins here. Um, but yeah, Richard Petty's not racing anymore. Um, the last one to win here was Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon's not racing here anymore. Um, so 
it's impossible to preview. We can tr- we'll try our best. We'll try to defeat the impossible. Um, but here, I'll let you know when everything's happening. How many miles we're racing with your track information? Uh, Sunday, May twenty first, as is the race day. All star race begins five thirty. Five thirty is when the open race begins. It's a hundred laps, which is sixty two point five miles on FS one, followed by the real race, the all star race, eight o'clock Sunday, May twenty first on FS one. 200 laps, 125 miles. Uh, let me give you your track information. Uh, North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, was built in 1947. We haven't been there back there since, I believe. Makes 19- it, I think, now the oldest track on the schedule. I believe so. Haven't been back since 19, 1996, I believe, 1994, somewhere in the mid-96. 96, I was right. It is short. It is a short track. It's paved. Um, 0.662 miles long. Says cautious people will be zero miles per hour. Um, but I believe that's because they don't need to. Um, I'm not so, sure. sorry. What was that? I was reading something. Uh, repeat that part. Will there be live pit stops? I think in the main race, we'll probably we probably will. Uh, maybe I clicked. Yeah, I don't know. Is it okay? If um, let, hold on, let's see the format. Um, 200 laps with a competition break uh, on lap 100. Yeah, so I don't think they'll each be doing team, that. Each team will begin the race on uh, sticker tires and have three additional sets. Following the break, they can only change tires once. So they don't want them to, to keep putting tires on. They want them to save their tires. Yeah, all right. That's fair. And then... Your practice and qualifying are Friday, uh, four o'clock and five forty-five. Yeah, well, see, here's 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 what's so cool about this. So practice is at four o'clock on FS1 on Friday. At yeah. five forty-five that night is the pit crew challenge. Every team, all pit crews will complete a four-tire pit stop with no fuel. The times for both the the lineups. For both the heat races and the main uh, races, uh, at, at, sorry, the 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 lineup for the All Star heat races for the guys already locked in and the All Star Open will be set by the time. So your pit crew plays a direct role in where you start, which is which is great. Um, on Saturday, the the truck race will be at one thirty o'clock. On Fox, on Fox, which is really cool. Uh one one thirty o'clock. That does not one thirty p.m. Sorry. Um I don't know how many lap how long that's going to be. Then that night will be two 60 lap heat races to determine the lineup for the guys already locked in. So there's gonna be so much racing going on um that weekend. I cannot wait. Yeah, as you said, um with how much the pit stops matter. Here are some uh, pit stop numbers I pulled up. Uh, thanks to oh. thanks to uh, FRCS.pro, uh, Fantasy Racing Cheat Sheet, um, pulled up all the fastest uh, pit stops or the pit stops that have had the most up or down in the uh, most positive pit stops uh, with gain position. Coming up at the top of the list, very surprising. Eric Jones has one of the best pit stops pit crews on the pit road. With Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Eric Almarola, and William Byron as your top five. Um, he has those guys as the cars that 
improve the most on pit road and have some of the fastest times over the year. These uh these are all with racing with nine races, minimum of five starts. Um, yeah, so it's it's and these are four wheel pits. These are all all the wheels being taken off. So these are some of the fastest drivers. Those top five, and then Suarez, Larson, Truex, Cendric, and Ryan Priest round out the top ten. Interesting. That's really interesting. I knew Chastain had a good crew. I think they have the, one of the fastest pit stops um, in the series. I'm looking at this. I'm seeing Brad Keselowski uh, has some fast stops. So keep that in mind um, because, you know, I think this is a race that the car will not matter quite as much. It'll be the guys who can save their tires, uh, both in trucks and cop guys who can save their tires, save their stuff. And, um, run different lines, and, and I think this will really benefit the short track guys. I'm not too concerned about the short track package. Sounds like there will be a lot of tire wear, which will help with passing, and um, I, I I think the short track package will run will run all right. I'm not too concerned about this race being a snoozer. It's just going to be so cool to see them racing at Wilkesboro regardless. You want to get into picks? I, I don't really I, – I think you can – this is a true wild card. I really don't know. I think you can look at your guys – I think it'll be your veterans and your short track guys. Oh, Connor, you have something to say. Yeah, I do. I've, I've got a, I've got a uh, question for you and you and Eric, but you can, you can ask Eric if you would want to do this since there's no drivers. This is one of the, this is like one of the first times in the podcast history that we're previewing a race that none of the active drivers have ever raced on. It's been since 1996. I say if one of us gets it right, we get two points. One of us gets it right, we get two points. NASCAR brings it back, first time ever. We're previewing a race that we have no idea. We have no, we have nothing to go off of, pretty much. I say if someone, if one of us is lucky enough to get a win, I'm gonna say it luck because I think it's impossible to preview this because we can have a cargo, we can have a manufacturer goes out there and just lays an egg. I say if one of us wins this, we get two points. Well, I I like it. I like it. We'd have to, we should agree on it now here. Let's text Eric right now. And uh, while you give me your pick, would this impact your pick at all? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, all right. Then, then give me your pick and pull up series pick while I text him. All right. So my pick, you're going to need one of the fast pick crews. You're going to need a driver. That's a veteran, I believe. I don't think you're going to go with a rookie here on a new track. And it's a new track variable, but I think having some veteran experience behind the wheel matters. So my 2023 all-star pick is the one and only Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson's my pick. I think he will have a very good day. He has a, you know, one of those top teams has been up front, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks. I think he finally gets done, wins another all-star race because he's uh he's done that before. Um and series pick going with Kyle Bush. Whoa. That, that was a good pick. Kyle Bush could very easily go win this race. Um imagine series first first ever win on the pod. She's never won on the podcast since 2020 when we started this podcast. She's never won. Um and she's well, she gets double. That that would be kind of cool. So uh, he's got a long losing streak running here. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Approaching she's past Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Ryan Blaney has won more recently than Siri has. 
All right. I am going still waiting to hear back. Actually, um, Eric's pick, uh, I do have his pick, um, is Denny Hamlin, which I think is a pretty good pick. Denny is very good at the short tracks. Uh, this seems like this is exactly the kind of race that Denny or Logano would win. Everyone's excited. We're going to get a cool winner, cool race. And then one of them goes out and dominates it and stinks up the show. I hope it doesn't happen, but this get there's a chance. <laughs> I will say when I was thinking about my pick, I was actually going to pick Hamlin. It was between Hamlin and Larson because I feel like Hamlin would got to win the race, but I can't pick him. I can't come to that. So Kyle Larson. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I think it's he's got a rich short track history. He's he's going to have that awesome 29 car throwback, um, which I've pretty much forgotten about till now. Till now, but he'll he won't be in the four. He'll be in the 29. So if you're looking for Harvick. He'll be in the 29 cars, throwing back to his 2001 race car when he took over for the late, great Dale Sr. It's shaping up. It's lining up for Harvick to win this race. I think Harvick, I'm going to go with Harvick here um, to, to be my pick for Wilkesboro. I got one question for you. All right. What happens if Alex Bowman can't race? They actually just announced that. So um, if Bowman races because he has a win in the last two years um, or in this year plus last year, um, if he races, he'll be in the main race. If he doesn't race, uh, whoever fills in will have to um, qualify their way in through the open. Who do you believe would be in that seat? Do you go Josh Berry again? Of course you go Josh Berry. This is his kind of this is his bread and butter. Really? It's a short track. Well, you don't go like for a name that's, you know, synonymous for whatever, like has you don't you don't go call Jimmy Johnson or you know, someone that's you know has has raced that, you know, is not too far out of NASCAR. At this point, I think Josh Berry gives you a better chance to win than Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, but the story the this it just it's a better story i know but story. i don't think i think i think the jimmy johnson hendrick motorsports and chevrolet connection is is going away really well i mean he's going to toyota next year he's, i guess i guess i don't know it would just be uh josh barry i don't know he's a good driver but he's just it's not the same he's boring yeah he's, so, he's boring josh barry is boring well, I don't know. The entry list is not out yet. So I do Actually, know it is NASCAR posts the entry list, but they only post the drivers that have been entered. So the 48 car has not been entered yet. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, I do know Ryan Newman's running this race, which is kind of cool. Um, maybe he'll have a good run. How would have Jeff Gordon, how would you have Jeff Gordon step off the box and just hop in the car for a couple laps? That would be cool to see. Yeah. I wonder if Dale Jr. is going to sneak in. That would be fun. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. I'm really excited. I'm going to have to miss practice and the heats, but I will be here for the main race. And that is that is the most exciting part. All right. That'll wrap it up. Unless you have any final thoughts, Connor? Nope. I'm good. All right, that'll conclude this week's episode. Thank you to 213simware.com for uh, sponsoring this segment. The Spoiler Diecast in Washington on, on the Daily for supporting this show. Thank you to Variety Sports Network at VSN 
for uh, promoting and publishing the show, supporting the podcast. Uh, we are proud to be part of that network. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this around. Show your friends and family and, and keep those listeners climbing up. That's uh, That'll do it for us today. And we'll see you next time on the Quick Pit Podcast.